0: Live from the ESPN 690 at H.R. Levine Studios, this is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: you got to have a niche, and that's his. That's how he's on the field, but then Austin throws the along, he makes a play.
0: He's a very viable receiver as well. Yeah, he's a, that's the, that's the, cult. when you start talking about culture, that's, he is the culture of the receiver right now.
1: What tough, big cats that uh, go pound you in and then make plays. Well, that's interesting. If you said who's the culture of the receiving room right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Laquan Treadwell? That's who Urban Meyer was talking about. That will show you that the receiving room's not playing that well, with all due respect to Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, it threw me off
2: too, but, you know. I'm
1: with it, Erbs, whatever. Yeah, listen, he's a big culture guy. There's a lot of different ways to go. And and he explained the culture stuff like this week as well and what he means by it and, and, you know, the the components of it from like a player perspective, not just like an organizational perspective. But, I mean, Laquan, I mean, it's amazing where this receiver's room is gone. And Laquan Treadwell, by the way, made a heck of a play the other day, made a heck of a block the other day. And so that's what he's talking about. Like, he had a good game. And he made plays. And if that's the guy who's going to make plays, well, then at least somebody's making plays. I'm all for it. He might be a nice second half of the year story and a good find. But this is a room that we kind of liked. I mean, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, DJ Chark, and then everybody who will see where they fall after that. And it's now like, all right, Marvin Jones hasn't done much the last three weeks. DJ Chark is hurt. LaVisca Chenault has regressed and is in a funk. And now Laquan Treadwell's like the guy? And really, Jamal Agnew has been the guy. Really weird. Wide receiver room this year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. What we thought in terms of expectations, how it's played out. Uh, and I guess the hope is that if these other guys can get on board, obviously, Chark's not coming back, but if you mix in a nice story like Treadwell, if he finds consistency, Jamal Agnew and what he's brought to the table at times, Marvin plays the first five, uh, the, the last eight games like he did maybe the first five games, and LaVisca finds himself. Well, now you've got a chance to be pretty successful at the out, at the wideout position and really mix it up because there's a lot of different styles in there that you could like, but they got to be playing well. And uh, they've got to get in the football and they've got to catch football. So uh, that part's pretty wild for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brent over here at Extreme Wing Sports Grill. Got a windy Friday for the uh, high school football playoffs, but it's a nice Friday. And we'll have a lot of high school football talk coming up with Committed to the Uncommitted presented by Baker Sports. That will be at five o'clock. Kevin Sullivan will join me. i will tell you a little bit more about what we've been doing with that and how the how the players are playing uh, as well. Brett Martin, Casey Kurtz. Uh, a couple things to get to. How are we doing on the golf picks? You, you should have picked Taylor Gooch this week.
2: Yeah, I'm upset. That's the only way to put it. I'm I'm not happy about that. But you know, Taylor Gooch will get past it together.
1: Golf picks. Uh, Scheffler's one over for the day the day.
2: I was gonna say. So he's now six Yeah, so he'll be fine. Uh, lat- at last check, Harris English was below the cut line, so I'll have to. Oh. I'll have to do a recheck.
1: But, oh no, uh, he is right below it. It's uh should be four. Oh no, he's, he's screwed. A he's three under. Wow, man, he's three under, and he's gonna miss the cut. Yep. Like it's not like he played bad.
2: Yeah, it's uh. it's it's a tough. Tough situation out there that's at the RSM scoring. Classic. Luke List, by the way, T-15. So We're going to need likes. the
1: wind to blow a little bit in the final stages of uh, this afternoon's round. And there's really not a lot of golfers out left out there. Yeah. So, what is it? Top 60?
2: Uh, 62, I believe.
1: 62 is it?
2: Yeah, so uh. it should be. Yeah, so it's going to, as of right now, it's it's four under
1: it's four under we yep. need a couple of these guys coming home to really uh choke huh? so we get that cut line
2: it's brutal out there a lot of over par scores today goodness
1: The, the uh, trying to figure out the cut line it's a really hard thing to do
2: i promise it's four but yeah uh the daily fantasy not looking good i'll tell you that a lot of the guys shooting over par not a good situation taylor gooch not good one week early not good over there. Scotty Scheffler, though, he'll turn around. He's a weekend guy. You know, just got to get there and then uh, he'll get it done. But, hey, like Harris English, but hey, at the end of the day, I need to make up points. So if Harris misses the cut, it was just meant to be, Brent.
1: Yeah, the, uh, it, yeah. I, I can't fault Harris for two. I mean, he's he's three under, you know? I mean, it's He gave 20. it a good run. Yeah, it's not like it's playing poorly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you can go up to the RSM Classic uh, this week, St. Simon's Island. Uh, this weekend, check out uh, the final 36 holes of the event. It's just a, about an hour, 20-minute ride uh, from Jacksonville. And a great place to go watch a little bit of golf if you got some time this weekend. I'm looking for something to do. Going to get really a bunch cooler next week, but it should survive uh, in terms of the warmth uh, over the next couple of days. Now, the wind will blow up there. It will come off the, uh, the ocean a bit, and so... Uh, I'd bring a sweatshirt if you're going up to the golf. But I'm about next week? Like, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're talking the lows in the 30s. Oh, boy. Uh, and the weather's not bad. Like, I mean, it's still in the 60s and upper 50s one day, but 60s and even into the 70s next week, uh, Thanksgiving week. But we could get down into the uh, 30s overnight in, in those morning lows. That's your first alert forecast. There it My is. My friend Martina, yeah not Mike Burrish.
2: Side gig.
1: Side did, gig. You know, a, a little... Little known story, I did weather at my first job in Alexandria, Louisiana. Did you really? Yep. Like I, did, uh, I did news, sports, and weather at times.
2: So it was just your station?
1: Yes, <laughs> basically. They should have named it after me. They'd toss uh, back
2: to the anchor desk, and you'd be tossing to yourself to sports, and you'd be, oh, my goodness. I, I, I,
1: probably tell, I, I say this all the time. It's funny to go back and look at it now. I've been in the business 20 years, but, I mean, back then, all you did was you'd steal everything from the weather channel. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, like I got a market, I was market like 173. There's like 210 markets in the country. Right. And so it's a very small town. And so you would, I, I think I just filled in. I think I was like a fill in weather guy. And uh, then I would do sports. But at times I would anchor the news and uh, the woman, I forget her name now. She was very nice, but she was a little older. Um, and I mean, she was probably like, a, when I say a little older from an anchor woman's standpoint in this market. I don't know how long she had been in the market, but probably I would say in her late fifties. Okay. Um, and I was 22. Sure. So I would anchor the news with her.
2: Oh, that's, that's different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was like, I was, I mean, it seriously looked. and of course when I was 22, I looked like I was 13.
2: I can believe that.
1: Yeah. Like seriously looked like I was 13. Mm-hmm. And so I was, anch- it looked like I was anchoring the news with my grandmother. And she by the way did not look bad. Like it, this is not a knock on her, no disrespect to her. She did not look bad. Like she she you wouldn't be able to tell she was like sixty if she was sixty. Right. But um but it just looked that way because I looked like I was thirteen. The optics. Man, I wish I could have I gotta find the tape on this. Yeah, I find I'll have the tape. to find the tape. By the way, that was probably on a tape that doesn't exist anymore, like the style of tape. That's a know? good
2: that's a good point. Uh, and even they didn't if we have find like S
1: D cards and all that now, so uh, I have some of it. There's no doubt I have it. I just got to find it and dig it up.
2: You have any uh, memorable weather moments? Like, did you drop it's raining cats and dogs out there? Like anything? <laughs> yeah, in? I don't
1: remember. I, I probably didn't do anything stupid like that. I probably did. I mean, I was so young. It was my first six months in TV. So I I probably was trying to be as, you know, cookie cutter professional as I could. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in that spot. But I mean, I really I've, I've said this for a long time. I love the weather. I, I would I would have gone maybe flirted with the idea of going into the meteorology field except i just had this view like i like math but i don't like science or i didn't like science in school and so i knew there was a lot of science to get like your meteorology degree so yeah i didn't want to do that all the science that it took to get to the fun science stuff right um and so i think i think as i remember thinking about it i i'm I kind of knew I wanted to do sports since I was like 12, so I can't say I heavily thought about meteorology, but I thought about it. It a was little there.
2: Bit. It was there. Yeah. Like if I if I have to, I don't. Th- I've always wanted to ask Bursis. this. I never did. Do they have to get two degrees, like journalist, like TV and
1: meteorology? Well, you don't have to. Like. Now the big thing, and I think all of our folks are, uh, I want to say it's like AMS certified. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We're the
2: only weather team in Jacksonville, Brent, that everybody's AMS certified. You better believe it.
1: Yeah, so I think that's like a big deal. Like, that's kind of having, like, your Ph.D. in weather is is the way I look at it. Like, I don't really know what it is. I I don't know how many classes they have to take for it or what kind of testing. But I think it it feels like, hey, that's like having your Ph.D., you know? Yeah, Um, I'm with it. So it'd be like, we should make something up for sports guys.
2: Like an AMS type thing.
1: Yeah, like an MVP.
2: Well, we like, could or something. We should probably change the letters though. But yeah.
1: Yeah, whatever. I mean, we. Because everyone's with not an
2: MVP, Brent. I hate to tell you.
1: I, I understand, but I, I'm just saying we got come up with. We could come up with some letters, and say like Action Sports Jacks, the only oh I like uh, So so letters certified in Jackson. sportscasters in the country. Oh, that's true. In the country. <laughs> Good call. Good call. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, 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 we might be onto something. Stuart
2: Weber, find us some letters. You're probably yeah, find
1: us some letters. I might be on to something. We, uh, I, I'm convinced. Before the end of my career, we're going to try to do like a school or a camp or something. I've always wanted to do that. Like, I think we should do Action Sports Shack's Camp. Uh, that would for, be really for cool. Sports actually, like journalism. Yeah, I think it would be neat. I just haven't figured out a way to exactly do it. But I think I'll, we'll, we'll try to formulate it at some point. I like that. I probably just gave everybody else a good idea. You but, did. Uh, you really did. Uh, and it's, it's too late to dump show. it. <laughs> it is too late to dump it for you. Hopefully nobody's listening to the show today. <laughs>
2: well, I don't know if we <laughs> hope, hope Nobody that, of importance
1: yeah. or influence in that respect. Yeah. Uh, Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, we hope you're listening to the show, of course. Hey, uh, I talk a ton of baseball around here. We, 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 we love the football this time of year. But uh, I was thinking more about Otani and Bryce Harper winning the MVP. And so I have two questions. Okay. O- Otani, was that the pinnacle for him? Because it's been a little bit of a, a long ride to get to that many innings pitched, stay healthy, uh, be that productive from the mound. Yeah. And now like just be this like home run hitting monster machine where it's like four hundred and sixty foot bombs. You know, I, I feel like the hitting's going to stay. I think he's that good of a hitter. But did yeah. we just see him do the best he might do from the mound, or is there room to grow? and therefore the legend to grow even more for Shohei Otani?
2: I think there is room to grow, but not in the regular season. I think to keep him healthy and keep him hitting, you you max out kind of where you are innings-wise. I mean, unless you try to go in some sort of relief role and kind of limit, you still start him, but then like towards the end of the season, maybe use him in relief role. But I think the legend can only really grow in the postseason because when you get to the postseason, everything changes in the way of, just everyone elevates their game, and having him be able to pitch, start, he could be in right field, and they just bring him in. Like, it would the, this, it would be incredible the stuff they could do in the postseason with really no plan um, or really no, like, re- just it'd be incredible. So I think the only way that the legend will grow on Shohei Otani is they have to be a postseason team. But in the regular season, I think this is what he is, 40 home runs, 100-plus innings by a little bit, and I think he's still going to be good but he's got to get to the postseason to excel the legendary status.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Can he do it in the big-time months? I, I just even – there is an element of that, right? That's your next level. I, I mean, I think even Mike Trout faces that because they haven't sniffed it. Right. You know? But I, I do wonder – I just want like, – listen, he didn't pitch every week. He didn't pitch like 30 starts. So does he get to a point where he does even better on the mound? I I don't know. I wonder about that. Uh, Or if I kind of – if I'm going to pick, I think he was so good this year that I kind of feel like this might have been his best. Now, that doesn't mean he won't be good still in spots on the mound. But I think the combination of what he did at the plate and what he did on the mound – throwing 102 miles an hour, hitting it 480 feet. I mean, I don't know if we'll see that again. I, I think it's tough to ask that of him. The only other thing that can happen now for the Angels is, my gosh, can they win? Uh, yeah, Because look at their records. They're 77-85, 26-34 in the shortened year, 72-90, and 80-82, 80-82, 74-88 since 2016. They haven't had a winning record since 2015. They yeah. finish last in that division every year but one. Yeah, I mean, that's really bad. that's ridiculous for the star power they have. Yeah. Can you name another sport where you could say they have the two best players in baseball, arguably? Like, they have the two best players in the sport, arguably, and they don't win? Like, they don't even get to 500?
2: Yeah, no. As glaring of an example, no. I mean... In hockey, you could kind of point to Edmonton, but they do win. They're over 500. But to – and I think that's just why baseball is the ultimate team game, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday on Action Sports Jack's OT. You can't – baseball is the one sport that you can't be incredibly excelled by one player. You need all nine and your pitching staff to do it, where in sports like basketball or hockey, you have guys that can take over, and obviously the quarterback is incredibly important in football, but – yeah, it's, it's truly incredible that in all the time Mike Chard has been on their team, they can't find some selection of three dudes that can pitch because they never have more than two, and it's incredible.
1: Yeah. It is pretty incredible. All right, so follow that up with the Otani conversation. Actually, I think is a fascinating one, uh, but it was unanimous MVP. bo. Oh, I, I thought. It. I, I was a, listen, we thought that, but I thought there would be enough on the other side. I mean, listen, there's always another side. And there are enough crazy people to, like, not vote Derek Jeter. One guy didn't vote Derek Jeter in or yeah. whatever it is. You no, know? It so, won, yeah, it was one, yeah. I'm surprised that it was unanimous in that regard, but uh, I guess kudos to the voters for noticing that, even as great of a season. I mean, it'll be the best season, I feel like, in, like, the history of the game, and it might not be, but that, that doesn't get rewarded with an MVP uh, in terms of Vlad Guerrero. He was so good. Uh, what about Harper? Has Bryce Harper... If we think of hype guys, yeah, we think of LeBron, he's delivered. We think of Tiger, he's delivered. We think of Ken Griffey, he's delivered. If you had asked me any time this year, has Bryce Harper delivered on the hype? Without looking at numbers and without supporting the evidence of it and everything else, I would just say, I don't feel like he has. Yeah, but... But now you go back and you look at the numbers and you look at the now two-time MVP. Yep. Gosh, I guess he has. I mean, he's a two-time MVP. How many people do that?
2: Not, uh, well, for uh, not a lot, and he's only the fifth guy to do it in, for two different teams. Um, so that's part of it. But it's we talked about that a little bit yesterday as well. And it's no one in baseball – I guess Otani when he came over, but no American born player has had the hype and everything that Bryce Harper had. And because the nationals won that world series, he's looked at differently in my opinion. And first of all, nobody's going to live up to a $300 million contract. Like it's just not possible in my opinion. So you have that, you have the nationals that win without him. So then you can obviously point the finger and say, he wasn't the best player on a winning team. And that's a problem. But Look, he's won the MVP twice. He's been incredible. And since he's been in Philly, uh, he hit 260 his first year. The COVID-shortened season, he hit like 268, I believe it was. He hit over 300 this year. So he has elevated his game to pay off the contract, if you will. But he's incredible, and it's just he might not be the best player on a winning team. And that's just it is what it is, I guess. But for the expectation he had on him, it's hard to say two MVPs hasn't paid it off.
1: He has hit 267 career home runs, 750 RBI. He's got a 279 career average, uh, 392 on base, slugged 524, OPS 916. Uh, He's had the two monster seasons. Uh, Yeah, I think, let's see, he was uh, rookie of the year and now a two-time MVP and a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Did he not? Was he not an all-star this past year? Um, But he's six-time all-star. Sounds right. So in 10 seasons. Right. He's got a long way to go. Here's the craziest part of this as you look up numbers for Bryce Harper. He has played 10 years in the bigs. Yeah. And he's 28.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that. It's incredible. He's
1: 28. <laughs> like, he might be just getting to the prime of his career.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, I there's a very good chance that he is. And if that is the case, then a lot of people are going to have to eat the words that they said about him um, in Philly and in Washington and all over because he, as hyped up as he was, he's been overshadowed by Mike Trout since Mike Trout became good because people like to forget Mike Trout came up that year before Bryce and was really bad with the Angels. And they, he came back up the next year and became the Mike Trout that we know. But since then, those two have been compared to each other. They played in the first All-Star game together for both of their careers. So Mike Trout has always been the one that overshadowed Bryce Harper in a weird way, besides, I guess, with the, the free agency and all that. But, yeah, there's a very believable chance that Bryce Harper gets better at this point And he might end up with four or five MVPs if he keeps playing the way he is right now. And that's a very reasonable thing to believe.
1: Yeah, because the primary career in baseball is interesting, but 27 to 32 is certainly a window for a hitter and outfielder. Uh, like, I look at Daniel Murphy. I mean, his best years were, I think, 27 to 30, 27 to 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and you get to the big so late sometimes that the prime of your career is later on. Now, listen, he's got a little more mileage on him. He probably feels older than a 28-year-old. Oh, yeah. After all the ball he's played and, and, and stuff. But... I mean, he's got a chance if he does stay healthy and he's figured it out, and now he's got a little pressure off him because he goes and gets the big deal and he gets an MVP and he has a big year. Well, once you can take a breath, and if you're Bryce Harper, now maybe just the floodgates open. I always thought Bryce Harper, I think, is a cool player. Like, he's fun. Um, I think he's great for the sport. But I'll, I'll be honest, the last couple of years, I'm like, even in this season, like I, you'd have to look it up that he had this good a year. I don't remember him like being a headline day in, day out. No, he wasn't. And, and that's mostly because there are so many headlines now. Otani, Trout, if he does play when he's not hurt. All the Dodgers guys from Mookie Betts to everyone else. The Yankees guys like Stanton and Judge. I mean, there's a lot of competition for Bryce Harper's popularity now.
2: Yeah, and I think that helps, to be honest. When you're on the cover of Sports Illustrated, when you're in high school, you don't really get to shy away from the spotlight ever at any point in time. And now, I'm sure in Philadelphia, well, maybe not. But I imagine he's the lead story a lot, especially as well as he was playing. But nationally, on MLB Network, it was Otani, and rightfully so. Um, Vlad Jr. as well, and other guys, like you said. But maybe, as weird as it sounds, going to Philadelphia and kind of finding a different role, if you will, has helped him to the point where now he will be the lead story again, and who knows how that will change. But you'd have to think that the the less publicity from the national level had to have helped him.
1: Yeah, good for him, though. I mean, that's all. That's a heavy weight. I'll tell you a story. Uh, I don't know when it was, but the I, I don't know how long ago it was. I'd have to go back and look at pictures of how old the kids were. Uh, but we went down to Vieira, mm-hmm. where, the, you, as you probably know, the nationals were. Uh, before they went down to Jupiter, and which was great. Two hours down the road, right off the highway. It was a great trip down, easy, to go see the Nationals play. And we went down uh, in part because a, a college buddy of mine, his his buddy from his hometown, was like the nutritionist or trainer, I think a trainer, uh, for the Nationals. And so um, we were going down anyway, but we got some tickets, and it was cool. And so we're waiting in the will call line, and... The guy right in front of us mm-hmm. that we didn't realize at the time, but we ended up talking to him, and it was Bryce Harper's dad.
2: Yeah, that's and, so cool.
1: And Bryce Harper's dad, by the way, is Jack.
2: Yeah, he's big. <laughs> you know, yeah.
1: and Harper's dad, I, I saw him last night on TV when he was doing the interview. And I was like, holy cow, guy looks kind of the same. Yeah, <laughs> like I, that Definitely, he wasn't lying to us that day. That's definitely Bryce Harper's dad that we were talking to yeah. <laughs> like 10 years ago in Vieira, uh, which, again, is one of the beauties of uh, spring training. You get to go down and see uh, that kind of stuff and have those experiences. But good for Bryce Harper. Uh, wins the MVP, his second one, six-time All-Star. The numbers are starting to grow, and he might just be in the prime of his career. Uh, I'm in the prime of my career when it comes to picks. Uh, but I got to do better. You I'm do. not uh, an MVP candidate just yet. How did we do last week? How will we do this week? Picks are on the way. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Friday. We are live from Extreme Wing Sports Grill, Roosevelt Boulevard near NAS Jacks. Come on out right here at Roosevelt Boulevard or any of the four locations St. John's County off 210, Atlantic and Kernan, Ocean Way are right here near NAS Jacks. I feel like from a receiver standpoint, I have a better chance to be productive with Jalen Hurts because he can extend plays. I think we ha- we will have a better chance to win as well. And he's a proven winner at the college level, right? He just has that aura about himself when he steps in the huddle. So it's a big difference, and it means a lot to an offense. I'll be the first to tell you that. I don't know who that was, talking about Jalen Hurts.
0: That would
2: be ESPN's
1: Harry Douglas. Oh. Uh, sort of. Not really. I always get, when I can't find, I, I should go back to Chris Canty because he's been hot on your list of sounds. I
2: like his course. sounds. He's good. Like, he has good, strong takes, and I can appreciate that. I, <laughs> they're not always great, but they're strong, and that's what I appreciate.
1: <laughs> that's a, not always right, but they're strong. Yeah. Uh, that's that's part matters. of the business. That's kind of what we all do, I think, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Fred Morton oh, here at Extreme Wing Sports Grill. Casey Kurtz back in the Action Sports Shack Studios pushing all the right buttons, getting all the, the graphics ready for the shows tonight. And that includes coming up at 5, football at 5, we'll have Committed to the Uncommitted Hour. It's really a special hour of high school football and recognize some of the kids we've highlighted on the Committed to the Uncommitted segment presented by Baker Sports this high school football season. Uh, we we're really looking into maybe keeping it going in other sports too, but uh, we'll highlight the football players and what they're doing now and if they've got any looks... Uh, not only since our program has run, but really just on their own because time has gone by and uh, you get some looks. So hopefully we turn it into a segment that uh, we can influence the the impact uh, of maybe getting a few looks, uh, especially if they're not. But the idea is to highlight kids that have been under the radar in the recruiting world, and uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, 5 o'clock hour. Kevin Sullivan will join us brent martineau here casey kurtz there uh brandon ponsel i think we await uh from jack's coastal homes for our pick segment and uh, austin lane not here last couple of days because get ready for a big fight on sunday uh ufc fight pass the way to watch that one go look it up it's in houston it's for a belt it's against juan adams and this is a big deal for austin if he wins this fight. He's really on the fast track. It jumps him up a few ladder rungs to get to the UFC on on a permanent basis. So uh, big, big deal uh, for Austin coming up in the fight world uh, in the cage on Sunday there in Houston against Juan Adams. So obviously uh, we wish Austin the best, and uh, hopefully we're celebrating a win Sunday night into Monday when we come back uh, to get Thanksgiving week going. All right, we've got Brandon Potts on the line right now from jackscoastalhomes.com and uh, Brandon, hope you're doing well, man. Uh, ahead of Thanksgiving week and the holiday season, I'll ask you a real estate question. Tell me, this is the time it might slow down a little bit. There is,
0: in this current market, there is nothing going to slow down the market. It's uh, a freight train. Inventory in, ter- in, inventory in terms of people thinking about listing Um, sometimes you just want to wait until the holiday season gets through so uh, typically we'll see listings pick up Um, but if you put your market on if you need to sell and you put it on the market today you'll have more than enough offers
1: within the first week how many people are you running into seriously that uh, because we've all thought about it that just like are selling their house and now going on living in an apartment or a condo or a hotel? (laughs) <laughs> just to kind of think that they're waiting the market out, even yeah. though you've kind of said "Don't, it's not going anywhere anytime you, soon. You see a handful
0: of uh, folks. I, um, I know, you know, pe- people, a uh, friend recently sold a, a large home in Ponte Vedra Beach at top dollar and, and downsized. Um, but uh, my take on real estate is it's one of the safest and best uh, ways to grow wealth. So if you can afford it, you will put tenants into your house, and buy something else if you want to upsize or downsize, and keep that keep that equity because the properties in Jacksonville are are not going to go backwards. And you can you can buy another property using the income that you
1: would get from turning your current primary into an investment, putting tenants in there. So yeah. That's a, that's a good, it's an interesting thing to gr- wrap our um, head around too, right? Uh, because we're like, holy cow, these, these prices are through the roof. Well, what you just said is, welcome to like a lot of other cities where the prices yeah. are through the roof and going to stay through the roof. And so you don't really see it backtracking. And I think that's what a lot of people are banking on. They're like, hey, it, uh, it's really high right now. It's going to come da- back down to earth and then, then you go buy a house. But what you're saying is like the, the barometer is just going up.
0: Uh, yes, and, and for our listeners who uh, like to search and look at properties, uh, jascoastalhomes.com or whatever site they're using, you know, take a look at Nashville, Tennessee, Charlotte, North Carolina, Austin, Texas, and compare that to Jacksonville. It is night and day. Jacksonville is very, very, very affordable.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, I have a, we have some folks that we know uh, that, that seriously, you look up the house value, uh, they were moving, you looked up the house value, and, and uh, it was X money. They put it on the market for like $60,000 over what the value said it would be. And they got 40000 more in like a day and yeah. a half. I mean, it is crazy right now. Uh, and, of course, you in the real estate market uh, know all about that. JacksCoastalHomes.com, the place to go for all your real estate needs and, and look into uh, what Brandon Ponsell is talking about. All
2: right, let's do some picks, man. Casey, get it going, baby. All right, let's do it. Uh Austin Lane. Still no picks. We'll work on that. Anyway, uh, we're going back to the Wells. Some of the favorites. Uh, Not Auburn. Don't worry, Brandon. But Iowa State (laughs) plus 3.5 at Oklahoma. Minus 3.5. Brent, start us off.
1: Iowa State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma rebounds in a big way. Got burned by them last week. I'm going to take them, though. They're not a very good football team. I think they've proven that. It was amazing they had that long of a win streak and how they were able to win some of those games in the stretch. But I'll take Oklahoma. What you got, Brandon? Uh, I'm with you, Brent. I think they rebound, laid laid somewhat
0: of an egg last week. Um, But they have some firepower when they get it rolling, and I think they do get it rolling tomorrow and and put a number on Iowa State.
2: Iowa State is very good at winning the games they're not supposed to and then thus losing the games they're supposed to, not supposed to win this one, so I will take Iowa State. Brandon, uh, Wake Forest makes his third straight appearance on the picks. They are plus 4.5 at Clemson. Minus four and a half. Who hasn't lost at home in forever, but is not very good.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna snag the four and a half and take Wake Forest. They've been the better team all year.
1: Clemson has not uh, played well yet, um, so I'll just I'll take Wake Forest in the four and a half. Yeah, you know what, I'm coming with you too, Brandon. I, I agree. I, That's a big game for Wake Forest. A couple of different levels. First of all, you beat Clemson, right? I mean, that'd be—I know Clemson's not Clemson, but to beat Clemson is big if you're Wake Forest uh, to continue this unbelievable season. And now for David Clawson, who might be in the, in his name's in the hat probably for other jobs. Uh, I think Virginia Tech has been rumored a little bit this week, and so this could be a huge win for him as well. So uh, I think I'm going to definitely take the points, and I, I kind of like Wake Forest to pull off the win at clemson casey
2: interesting uh if it were two and a half or three i wouldn't have done it four and a half seems like enough for me i will take wake as well and make it a clean sweep uh this one i don't understand which is why it gets on the picks brent oregon is ranked and they are plus three at utah who is minus three
1: yeah this is one where you gotta be careful to outsmart vegas and this is a little bit the Pac-12 being the Pac-12, where they beat each other up, and then the team that looks like they're going to make it all the way to the dance screws it up along the way. I'm like Utah here <laughs> in a weird way. I'm coming with Vegas. Vegas has beaten me many a times. I like Utah, Brandon. Yeah, this is uh, this is
0: one of those games where you're sneakily thinking in the back of your head, does, are those officials being told by the Pac-12 to uh, <laughs> swing at Oregon's way because they <laughs> – they win this game, and the in the Pac-12 title, they're in the playoffs. So um, the Pac-12 hasn't been in the playoffs in a while. So I'm going to take Oregon to get the job done. They're the better team and might have the, the officials on their side.
1: <laughs> I like that view. Yeah, I like that hey. as well.
2: Uh, quack, quack, give me the ducks. Uh, we'll go to the NFL. Uh, Brandon, we'll start with you. The Saints are plus two, and they will go to the Eagles, who we heard in the rejoinder. They are minus two.
0: Yeah, Eagles – Eagles have a little swag, a little momentum. And the Saints just have looked bad the last couple weeks. Bad loss to the Falcons. It looked horrible last night. So I'm going to ride Jalen Hurts and the Eagles minus two.
1: This is tough here. Uh, The Saints, by the way, will not have Alvin Kamara. He's killing my fantasy team right now, too. I think they're without both their tackles, if I saw that correctly. And the Eagles, I feel like are getting super lucky with this schedule. I don't think they're that good. Like, I really don't. They were impressive last week. I'll give them that. I'm going to take the Saints anyway. Even though they're missing guys, I'm going to take Sean Payton to craft up a game plan that wins this wacky NFL uh, in a weird way against the Eagles on Sunday.
2: I'm not. Fly Eagles, fly minus two. Uh, Brent, I could have picked a lot of games here, but I decided to go with one that I don't know where either of you will go. So, Brent, tell me what's going to happen the Washington football team, plus three and a half. The return of Riverboat Ron to Carolina. Also the return of Cam Newton as a starting quarterback, the Panthers are minus three and a half.
1: You know, we were talking score agami earlier in the show with a twenty five to nothing win, even we though were. that's happened eleven different times. And if you want to take two teams that have weird scores like week in, week out, it's a good call. Washington and Carolina are those teams. And because of that I'm going to take the three and a half points because weird scores usually means you get beat by like a half a point or you end up like 1917 or something like that. So, uh, Brandon, I'm taking uh, Washington coming off that huge win over the bucks to cover the three and a half.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to take the Panthers. Uh, I don't, I don't really like this Washington football team. No chase young, um, cam back, back at home. Trout will be juiced up and Christian McCaffrey is a difference maker for that team.
2: It's a good call. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be tough for the football team, and for some reason, I already decided I was picking them. So, give me the football team plus three and a half.
1: We'll go to a good one to put on the board, by the way, Casey, because that's a tough pick. Thank you.
2: You know, I was it was between that and Cowboys Chiefs, but I knew everyone was going to give because the Cowboys are or the Chiefs are favored, so Cowboys were getting two and a half, and I knew everyone was going to pick that. So I went away with it for the football team, Taylor Heineke and the boys. Brandon, you picked against the Jags for the first time; it didn't work out. (laughs) That is unfortunate. But we'll give you a chance.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna put out a, a challenge to Mr. Lawrence. It's time to, for him to show the city of Jacksonville something. And Mac Jones is playing so good. When is he gonna step up and start playing good football? Um, I think it's gonna be this week. I think uh, you know, Monday night big win for the Niners coming across country. I think they'll be a little flat and Jacksonville will cover the six and a half. I don't know that they'll win, but they'll cover the six and a half.
1: I think it's a really hard game to call from a win perspective, but I love the six and a half. I mean, the Jags are playing better football, and like you said, they're coming across the country. Uh, Vegas really fell in love with that Monday night game, in my opinion, a- and so um, I love the six and a half here. I I don't know if I like the Jags. I don't think I like the Jags to win the game because they just haven't done enough on offense, but I think your message is kind of what everybody's shouting about. It's time for Trevor... Uh, I'm not concerned about Trevor, but it's time for Trevor to really show us something, I think. And it it would be nice to happen this week going into the last eight games of the year, Casey.
2: So just to be clear, you're picking the Jags?
1: Yeah. Easy.
2: Ah, crap. Um, All right. George Kittle scoring twice. Give me the 49ers. I can't pick the Jags if you guys are picking the Jags. So I will take the 49ers reluctantly, but I'll do it.
1: All right, uh, that's your uh, that's your picks. Uh, we'll get Austin's in there as well in case we'll put them up on, on social media. Brandon Poncel, hope you have a great weekend, man, and uh, I think yeah. we'll talk to you early next week. We'll try to connect, but we only have a couple of shows, yeah. so if we don't, have a good Thanksgiving. We'll get the picks in either way. You guys as well. Go Jags. All right, man. Have a good one. Uh, that's Brandon Poncel, jackscoastalhomes.com. Real estate market's fascinating to me right now. Uh, so go check uh, jackscoastalhomes.com out uh, for all your real estate needs and maybe uh, where your house uh, sizes up here in the market. All right, let's take a break. We uh, we are at Extreme Wing Sports Grill, Roosevelt Boulevard, high school football night. We're going to talk a lot about that coming up at 5 o'clock. Uh, we'll talk a little more NFL, some college football look-aheads uh, as well in the next few minutes. On ESPN 690, Brett Martin, Casey Kurtz, hanging out here on a Friday with you. I will say the great qualities of a coach it is the ability to obviously compete, toughness, intelligence, leadership, but an adaptability. And we've adapted our defense to our personnel, and uh, we've simplified things. The last four weeks are as good as. Really playing as well as anybody in the NFL right now. You see Tyson Campbell playing with great confidence. Uh,
0: so there's a, you know, the, the strategic part of it. There's noticeable differences, but just
1: I think just mindset. Well,
2: Urban Meyer speaking with the media earlier today at the Jags facility. ESPN six ninety. Action Sports Jacks, Brent Mardinow, Casey Kurtz. Got a whole lot more to do here. Not a lot of time before we hit this next break. So we had to do those picks. Austin Lane will get those picks in at some point. We got a high school hour coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, football at 5. And I think this is really cool what Brent kind of started and has gone forward. I've enjoyed being a part of it. But this committed to the uncommitted has been uh, pretty exciting. And now it does help that in my personal life, I guess you could say, I like prospects in baseball. That's always been something that's interested me. So just seeing how highlighting these kids, we don't know if it's helped, to be honest, but we're not going to take credit away from the athletes, obviously. But a lot of these kids that we have featured are now going to be on their way to college to play football, which is exciting for them, exciting for us that we got to at least feel like we helped. And we're going to highlight every single one of those kids that we've highlighted on the Blitz scoreboard show, which is the last edition will be tonight at 9. You can see it right here, or hear it, and see it right here on ESPN 690, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Twitter as well. We're going to highlight all of those kids coming up here in about five minutes, so stay with us. We're going to do that. Coach Sullivan will be along. Brent will be back, and we're going to get that all set for you, get you set for the weekend as well, and the high school football playoffs. So We're going to do that all a couple minutes. We'll be right back here on ESPN 690,